I am Igum and Michelle, and this is a podcast, a safe space where I get to talk about God and share my experiences of walking with Him, as well as dissect what it really means to follow Him. We are currently on a Bible in a Year challenge where we read and reflect on daily chapters of the Bible for 365 days, and I am super glad that you decided to join us today. So guys, today is day 69 of our Bible in a Year challenge. Super, super excited to have you guys on here today. Um, moving right in to today's topic, um, we'll be continuing on our journey, taking readings from the books of Numbers, Deuteronomy, and Psalms. And just a quick side note for um, those of you joining us today for the very first time, you are welcome. As you might have noticed, we've gone through a lot in the Bible today. It's day 69, but you shouldn't fret. You shouldn't be discouraged. You still have time to um, begin with us from day one. And this is not about um, going through the Bible in a year. It's about going through the Bible in 365 days. And I would advise that you do that at your own pace. Um And if at any point in time you fall, maybe you forget, or you are too tired, or it just skips your mind, don't be discouraged. Don't let that make you stop this amazing journey. Pick up from where you stopped and move on. Okay, so I think I've gotten that settled. Also, um, like I've said before, Numbers is talking about... the journey of the israelites from numbers chapter one it talks about the first um few months like the israelites just beginning their journey and um goes on to state all their experiences and all their challenges and everything they pretty much face in the desert and then when we read deuteronomy that talks about a summary um this is moses is the last speech to the new generation of the israelites and he is just giving them a summary of all their journey and just um kind of bringing their minds back and refreshing their minds about all the commandments and all the things they are to do and to follow as they move in to the promised land so I feel like I should say that because it helps you understand the context of what we are reading. Context actually matters a whole lot. Like, it's like about seventy percent context when you're reading the Bible because it'll help you understand exactly what you're reading, the times in which those words were spoken, and the essence and how you can relate that to your present. So, let's dive right in today. Um, a couple of things that are important to note is that the Israelites um, are moving now into the land of Canaan gradually, and then we see some battles they fought with um, King Sihon of Amorites and then King Og of Bashan. Um, King Og, I'm I'm not sure about King Sihon, but I know that King Og, Og, sorry, King Og is a giant, so it was quite intimidating. But then we see how God. Um, pulls them through that and gives them victory just amazing uh a way of earning the trust of the israelites and making them assured that he is going to be with them and although the situation might seem very impossible firsthand he is going to fight these battles for them and then while we move down we see another 
dampening situation like how and then once again we see the israelites grumbling in the desert and complaining about their situation and about the food and the provision that god has given them and then god gets angry and sends serpents and then we have this huge plague or we have this huge number of deaths and then we see moses again um pleading on their behalf this was the same moses which we spoke about in the last episode that God told Moses that he would not be going to the promised land because of his anger and we see Moses again regardless of the fact that he knows that he wouldn't make it past this desert because of this same people we see that same Moses once again intervening for them and helping them mend their relationship with God if that is just amazing that is like the true example of what a leader should be and not just a leader the true example of what we who call ourselves children of god should be um selfless and love loving without conditions even though the love might not be um be given back even though the people that you're supposed to love um pretty much hate you or are working towards your downfall this is the very hard task that we've all been called to as children of God to love and to help others and God help us that we do this because it's very easy to I mean it's very easy to say to love your enemies <laughs> but when you try to put this in practice we see that there is a whole lot of challenge there and we just need God to help us to change our hearts change our spirits and know that by loving these people we're not doing them a favor we're doing ourselves a favor because then we leave them to God's judgment and yeah so what anyways um God tells Moses to make a bronze serpent hang it on a pole put it in the camp and then anyone who looks at this bronze serpent would be healed there was something that somebody mentioned years back when I was still a child and that just blew my mind so you do know that this sign of the bronze serpent around the pole is also a major sign in hospitals, in clinics, in pharmacies, pretty much in any establishment or institution that has to do with healthcare and healing. Like j literally just check like the sign, like the um, the name of the place, maybe on their nylons, it could be on their nylons, it could be on their packaging, it could be on the building, but you would always see this in so many healthcare establishments. That is the bronze serpent the sign of a bronze serpent around a pole and we see that this there's just that connection between the old testament and the new testament sometimes we feel like all these things are just like stories or fictions or made up but now we like when i checked it my mind just like okay now this it, it just brings that story that you read in, on paper to life like this happened and now it's like the symbol of hospitals that are also a place or there is also a place where people get healed. And so one major question we might ask ourselves is that why did God ask Moses to create a bronze serpent? In a way that kind of seems like idolatry in quote. I mean, he did tell the people not to make any animals or images and worship them. But in this case, that bronze serpent wasn't made for worship. It was a way God use that to heal them and this is why i always say especially when i hear where people say that we in the catholic church 
use um because we use all this we have all these statues we have all these pictures we use all these um sacramentals like rosaries to worship and to pray it means that we are worshiping or praying to those things in a way we are practicing idolatry so this is a way i can use this is another um example i can use to explain that that we do not worship these things we use them to worship god okay essentially so anyways one I think a major reason why God asked Moses to create this bronze serpent is because it's kind of metaphorical when you think about it. But the serpent was the cause of their death, right? It was the method that God used to kill them, to kill them because of their complaint. And so when they looked upon that snake, they looked upon the cause of their death. And by doing so, they gained healing and they were saved and you will always remember in the new testament when jesus says this that just as moses lifted up the bronze serpent in the desert so the son of man would also be lifted up and that whoever looks up to him looks upon him would be saved and then we also see that jesus lifted upon the cross jesus who bore our sins, like I stated earlier, Jesus who bore the curses from God that were supposed to be upon us. We look upon him, we see our sins, we see our weakness, we see what was supposed to kill us and cause us death. And by doing so, we gain salvation and we gain healing. There is just that, that I can imagine... uh, Oh, this is so great. I was watching this movie and then when 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 Jesus Jesus was carried up on the cross, there was that switch back to when Moses was lifting up the bronze serpent on the pole. And so like you can you can see that relation. You can see you can see that beautiful like everything is just so related. It's just so beautiful. It, like it's it's so perfectly written. This story is so perfectly written and One thing I can take up from this is that Jesus bore our shame. He bore our sin. And so something that was supposed to be a symbol of death, a symbol of shame, because in those days, crucifixion was the worst possible death anyone could ever be sentenced to. They reserved it for the worst of criminals, the worst of the worst. And so that symbol of shame, symbol of disgrace and symbol of death now becomes a symbol of our salvation now becomes a symbol of life essentially it's the symbol of why we even have a hope in the first place of being with God for the rest of eternity and I just think that is simply amazing that is God's grace and God's mercy coming together for us and as we move on to Deuteronomy we see a couple of laws that um, reiterate the fact that the Israelites have been called to a new life. You know, these were people that lived all their lives as slaves, lived in a very brutal, broken world. Some of them might have also allowed this evil infiltrate their lives. So these laws kind of um, gave them a limit to the extent of how they retaliated or how they judged certain situations or how impartial or partial that they were in judging certain situations um we have a couple we have 
the one where it talks about how people who see animals that are not theirs are obligated to help those animals regardless of the fact that they are not theirs um kind of saying the fact that they should be their brother's keeper <laughs> you remember where um cain killed his brother abel and then god asked cain okay so where is your brother and cain asks god am i my brother's keeper why are you asking me of my brother so pretty much this commandment of this law is stating yeah be your brother's keeper even though it's not yours as far as it belongs to someone you are obligated to take care of that and then return it back to who um really owns it and even goes as far as like stating the example of that bird like a mother and the young birds like if you want to take one you 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 can't take the you can't take the two at the same time you can't take the mother and then the children you have to take like the children and live out the mother so it just points down to the littlest things and tells the israelites god tells the israelites through those laws that you are to be kind because this is the new life you are called to. Even in the littlest things as animal cruelty, as how you treat animals that you might not consider as important, you are to be kind because I have created all these things and you are to show love to them because they matter, because they have value, because they were created by me. And one of the um, very um, sensitive topics like rape and like domestic violence was also um, talked about when we move further down in Deuteronomy and then it talks about how people, a man and a woman who are caught in the act of, in the sexual act, are to be stoned to death. That is, if they fornicate, if they are not legally or if they are not married and they are caught in the act of sex, they are to be stoned to death. But if it has been made if it if if it was proven or if it was known that it was a case of rape that means if if it was done in the countryside where there is a probability that the girl might have called for help or shouted and no one heard her then it would only be the man that would be stoned but if it was done within the city where probably it was there was that there was that tendency that she didn't shout because if she shouted she would have been heard which was kind of which kind of showed that she agreed to it then both of them were stoned and i just want to point this out that this doesn't mean this in no way means that the bible is um the bible supports rape i don't know you know there there are very i mean rape is a very 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 sensitive topic there are people who were forced who were raped but you know you you will hear um stories you hear the victim stories of how they they were just so scared to shout or probably they were threatened or probably they shouted i mean no one heard them or it just happened so so fast and they were just just they just had so much shock that they didn't know what to do and their their body just shut down you know These things happen where people can't shout for help while they are being raped does that make them less of a victim no is the bible justifying that no the bible is just kind of stating the difference between fornication and rape and that's it like i i i just want to put that out there because in those times the people were living in very very close tents so it's quite impossible to be raped and shout and have no one hear you because there'll always be someone 
within reach but it really does not go into the specifics of all that but that doesn't mean that it supports that like i just wanted to note that and there's also like the case of where a man marries a woman and probably along the line he makes a claim that she wasn't a virgin and he wants to divorce her but he has to prove there has to be that proof whether she was a virgin or not whether she she deserves to be cut off from that marriage like that in shame or not and this is where the sense of value comes in we've talked about an instance like this before and this is where god kind of reiterates to the israelites that you have value be it male be it female you are both created in my image and likeness you have value you have worth and so when a man takes a woman there is the case where he he marries a woman probably along the line he finds somebody he wants to marry again or he just hates her or he just stops liking her and he's looking for a way out probably to end the marriage and he has that false claim i would say that in the time of the israelites women were kind of treated like properties like second-hand citizens like so they weren't really given much respect or much value and this commandment kind of changes that because you know this is like that cruel world where god is drawing these people from darkness to light and so this is where god is um, making emphasis on the fact that women matter as well unless you have proof to back up your claim you have no right to discard her like she was a piece of trash or a piece of property and so yeah that that's it like there are just so many sensitive situations and cases that the bible addresses but probably because of their times or because it doesn't go into the specifics it's very easy to misunderstand it and domestic violence or rape is not a light issue and if there's anybody listening that has been a victim of that just want to let you know that god sees all and god is on your side he doesn't judge you he doesn't blame you and even if probably you have fornicated in the past and it's something that has been eating you up from the inside and you just felt like you were so dirty and you were just not worthy of god's love i'm just here to tell you that you are because you value you have value because you matter because god created you in his image and in his likeness and god does not judge you you have that woman in the New um, Testament that was caught in the act and she was brought before Jesus. And they just to trap him, they asked Jesus, so what should we do to her? The law says that we should stone her to death. And then Jesus starts writing on the ground and he asks them, or he tells them, if any one of you have not seen, let that person be the first person to cast the stone. And you, you see that amazing scenario where each of them, from the oldest to the youngest starts dropping their stone one by one and Jesus raises up his head and looks at this woman and asks her has anyone stoned you has anyone judged you and she says no and he said he says neither do I and I just want you to picture yourself in that situation where Jesus tells you that he does not judge you whatever shame whatever burden you've been carrying from that from that terrible situation, that terrible past, I want you to put that at the feet of the cross. I want you to put that with Jesus crucified because that was 
that was the moment in time that he took up our shame. He took up everything that made us see ourselves as less than what he created us to be. And I want you to look up at the cross and see that symbol of your shame, symbol of your pain, symbol of your heartache. And now you see the symbol of love and the symbol of salvation and the symbol of grace and mercy that Jesus wholeheartedly extends to you for free. And I hope you, you receive it. I hope you forgive yourself. I hope you learn to forgive yourself. Anyways, um, so yeah, that brings us to the end of this episode. Um, <laughs> we live in such a broken, broken and evil world. We started all the way from Genesis chapter 1 verses 1 where everything that God created was good. And now we are at this point where God has to remind people to treat others with respect and with value and even in our times we see that this situation has tripled and quadrupled and the extent of evil the extent of bad things happening seems sometimes it seems so numerous sometimes it seems like it's going to weigh us but God is on our side and God is going to be working everything for our good so I just want you to have that strength and that encouragement today and be rest assured that as God's people he's going to guide us and he's going to save us and he's going to defend us and so we have hope we are not of this world we have hope of being somewhere that is far much better than what we see today so anyways thank you so much for listening today guys this has been such a blessing once again i want to remind you in case you might have forgotten that you do have the option to subscribe to review leave a review and also to share it to someone who might need to hear this today thank you thank you so much also i'd like to remind you that you can leave a voice message i have been receiving so many voice messages in the past but people have been very specific that i don't add them to the episode probably because they're shy but i I don't know but i do respect that but i am still grateful for the um for the voice messages don't don't stop keep them coming i want to hear your opinions and also i'd like to say that from now on we'll be seeing a ton of guests on this show because i i don't want this to be just my opinion there's there's so many things to learn from the bible you know like every day you're reading it you're learning and you're gaining something new and i would definitely love to discuss this with other people and get their opinions and get their reflections and all of that so we would be seeing a lot of guests on the show is something i'm extremely excited about i hope you're excited about it too and with that i will see you guys tomorrow same time same place have an amazing day